0: Hi, this is Janet Lansbury, and welcome to Unruffled. This week, I'm responding to a question on my website from a mom who read my post, Parents Struggling with Boundaries, Three Common Reasons. And she describes a daily struggle she's having with her four-year-old who always wants to stay and play with his friends after school. And she wants some help trying to get him out of there without creating a big scene. So here's the question from my website. Hi, Janet. Thank you for this post. I have read both of your books and still struggle with setting limits. It's not intuitive for me. My question is about setting boundaries with my four-year-old when we leave his school. The preschool is within a children's museum and my son's best friend stays to play for a while after class. It's an afternoon class, so it's the end of the day and we have to get home to make dinner. I don't mind staying for 10 to 15 minutes, but he either runs away from me when I say it's time to go Or we leave with him screaming all the way to the parking lot, me holding his hand as calmly and gently as I can, as I'm carrying an 18-month-old as well. Do I no longer stay to play since he, we, can't handle it? Or find a more rigid limit, like three times down the slide, even though some days I don't mind staying a little longer? Any suggestions? Thanks. Okay, so first, let's consider this boy's perspective in this situation. Uh, That's always a helpful strategy for us when we're trying to figure out an issue and how to approach it. So here's a boy who has a younger sibling. Uh, The boy goes to school in the afternoon, which works very well for some children, but that means that he's getting out in the late afternoon, and that's a tiring time of day. That's kind of a lull in the day, energy-wise, for most of us. And he's been stimulated by this situation, as children are. So he's coming out of that, and now here's his mother coming to pick him up, and in her arms is his adorable (laughs) toddler sibling, who has been having one-on-one time with his mother, I imagine, while he's been in school. And there they are together, the child in her arms, he's tired, and this is a transition which is... A challenging time. Transitions are very challenging for young children. I believe that's because they're in a very large transition internally. Their development is rapid, and all these other transitions on top of that are difficult. I mean, I think we can actually all relate to the challenge of leaving something that we're doing, or if we're resting, you know, getting up from that and getting out the door to do something else, even if it's something we really want to do. It can be tough to transition out of the mode we were in into another one. Well, for children, this is much more challenging, especially when they're tired. So considering all of that, it's not surprising that this is a time where this boy is showing some defiance and some testing and expressing some feelings and showing kind of an inability to want to make this smooth and be cooperative at this time. With that in mind, if I were this parent, I would consider how she might be able to make this situation easier for him and for herself. I wonder if it's possible to have the baby stay at home at this time and have a neighbor or a friend or someone maybe stay with the baby if the baby's napping or just hang out there with them for the time that it takes to go pick her son up. I realize that may not be possible, but I would consider that. I would also consider... Could the toddler be in a stroller so that the toddler's not in the mother's arms at this time and the mother has her hands free and her arms completely available to her son and also appears differently to him, appears more, I'm here for you. These transitions are actually prime parenting moments, which doesn't mean that it's a happy moment necessarily. It just means this is when children really need us to be available, to not be distracted, to not be on our phones, to ideally not be distracted with a sibling, to just be available for this transition, to help him through this channel. So having the baby either not there or at least in a stroller would make this easier. And then maybe also there's someone, a friend, another parent that uh, has to pick up at the same time that could maybe hang out there with your toddler while you go in to get your son uh, and help him help him out of school and into the car. So that might be a possibility that you could look at. From there, and this would be true even if you did need to have the baby in your arms, I would decide, you know, you can it can be different every time. You can say, you know, I do have a few minutes if you want to play a bit. But when it is time for your son to leave... And you've decided that this is the time. And honestly, I would consider doing it earlier than you're doing it. I would consider giving him less playtime because, again, I think he's tired. I think he's, you know, wants to play. He wants to keep the party going. But really, uh, the sooner that you could help him get to the car, the easier it's going to be for both of you, I think. But if you really feel like you have enough time and you're not going to be worried about dinner and you're not going to be rushing and getting frustrated if you give him some more time, then go ahead. But either way, when you are letting him know that it's time to go, walk towards him calmly and with confident momentum that I talk about it a lot in my podcast, having that energy that actually makes up for physical strength, often we can do a lot less if we come into these situations. First of all, knowing that this is a difficult time, so understanding his perspective and expecting maybe we're going to get blasted. Maybe he's going to complain or yell at us or cry or resist. We're ready for that. We're not coming in with trepidation and fear around that. We know we can handle it. And, you know, this has to be true even with the baby in your arms, which I know is harder because maybe you feel like, I can't really handle it and I need him to come and I just need him to cooperate. But I would pump yourself up ahead of time for this prime parenting moment. And go over to him and say, Okay, it's time to go. And as you say it, you are already, you have your hand on his back, or you've already reached for his hand, or you're holding his hand, and you are ready to channel him out of there. You're going to move him out. There's no hesitation, there's no waiting. Can you come now? You know, all of that, which creates more distance and a feeling that he has to dig his heels in. Sometimes it's just giving that extra moment that creates this gap where now it's harder for him to be able to come along with you saving face. You know, he wants to hold on to his ground there. So don't even get into that. Don't even allow that to happen. Come in right away, ready to override the struggle And if there is struggle, you're already in motion and you're acknowledging, yeah, I hear you really don't want to go now. I know. Oh, gosh, this is hard for you. Whatever. It doesn't matter what you say, but just the fact that you are okay with him feeling whatever he feels there. You're not surprised. You're not annoyed. You're not angry. You're not taken aback. Now, this parent also, it's interesting, she says that she has uh, difficulty setting boundaries. Well, that's a lot of us. <laughs> uh, this is, you know, the, this was my big journey as a parent, being able to see boundaries as positive and feel good about them and know that I can do this. I can be this leader for my children. But the fact that she says that, you know, usually if we have a problem setting boundaries, it's because we have a problem with our child's feelings <laughs> around them. We don't want to hear those blasts of anger or frustration or resistance. We want to avoid that. So we're kind of sometimes we're like walking on eggshells. Come on, can you come? You know, please come now. Okay, two more minutes. Come on, you know. And then meanwhile, we're getting more and more annoyed because our child isn't helping us. And then we, you know, get angry. We take it personally and we feel like, gosh, you know, why why is he being so mean or whatever. But no, this is our responsibility. We have to be the ones to be the leader here with confidence and know that being the leader for young children often means that they are going to yell in our faces and we can rise tall and and handle that and just keep moving, knowing this is really a positive interaction we're having. This is prime time. This is actually a moment of wonderful intimacy in a way that we're giving our child this message I can be your leader and I'm not afraid of your feelings. In fact, I want to hear them. (laughs) It's okay with me. And, you know, it's normal for him to have this feeling at the end of the day when you're picking him up. Children, even without siblings, have, you know, a rough transition out of a situation where they've been being at their best, rising to the occasion to participate and deal with all the stimulation and all the things that are going on. And all that they're learning and experiencing with other children and with other adults. It could be the calmest, most relaxed situation as a school, and there there's still going to be some stress that comes out when it's time to transition out of that. For some parents, they get the child in the car, and then they're screaming in the car all the way home. And I would try to let that go too, you know, unless it's just deafening and you can't drive anymore, and then you can pull over. Some families, the child manages to get through all that, but the parent gets home from working. And at that point, the child is releasing all this the stress of their day. And so, you know, we might come home from work and why is why can't we have a nice time together? Why is my child testing so many limits and being so difficult and having such difficult behavior? And that can deflate us if we don't understand that it's normal, healthy, and actually the best thing they could do, believe it or not, the most healthy thing they could do to share with the people they're close with their most difficult feelings and vent them and get them out of their bodies so that they can sleep better and and handle these situations that we're asking them to handle, like school. So just taking a look at this mother's note quickly one more time, be prepared that he, he very well may try to run away, but when you're up close to him, And you're ready and you're already touching him or holding his hand when you're saying it's time to go and you're very confident in your demeanor about this, knowing that that's what he needs and he tries to get away, hopefully you'll be able to feel that coming and stop it quickly and say, oh, yes, you want to run away. Very interesting. I know you want to play longer. We're not going to do that. (laughs) We're going home. (laughs) it makes sense. He wants to bolt. He wants to see, can you handle me? Can you handle me with the baby in your arms? Can you still be the parent that I need? This situation presents a wonderful opportunity to show him that. And that's why it's so positive. So if for some reason he does get away from you, then I would maybe walk over to him very slowly and relaxed, not be panicky about this or, you know, agitated about this at all. Or you could stand there and say, "Okay, I'm going to wait a couple of minutes here, and be, I'll be talking to this parent. Please let me know when you're ready, because I want to be there for you." You could try that one as well. Whatever you know, you feel like in that moment. But either way, we don't want to give that power. We don't want to give that behavior this sense of that we're urgent about it, or treating it like an emergency, or or having that uh, annoyed, frustrated energy. So I hope that helps. And you can check out some of my other podcasts. They're on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. And both of my books, No Bad Kids and Elevating Child Care. No Bad Kids definitely more pertains to this kind of topic, um, how to be our children's confident leader in these challenging situations. They're both available on audio at audible.com and in paperback at Amazon and an ebook at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and apple.com. Also, my new audio series, Sessions, Individual Recordings of Private Consultations I've Had with Parents, where they've discussed urgent parenting issues with me, that's available on my website. A couple of them deal specifically with boundaries and setting limits, so maybe check those out. You can read complete episode descriptions by going to my website and clicking the button that says Session on the top toolbar. Thanks again for listening. We can do this.